Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, our crucial conversation Friday edition. I'm Don Wetrick. I'm Jamal Crook. Jamal, it's March, and I thought our theme would be we're going to be marching to a different drummer. We've got some unusual topics this month, don't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, as always, though, we, we like it when you, you hear from you guys. And a couple of topics we have chosen is because we have heard from people DMing us and emailing us. And uh, I was in a, a Twitter chat not too long ago, and, and I, I had put something to the effect of, should we all teach uh, how to utilize social media and not just what to avoid? And there was an overwhelming, yes, yes, we should. And so it got me thinking, if we just invented school tomorrow, like it never somehow existed, right? Right. What would we start with? Or, you know, it, metaphorically, if we burnt the school to the ground, I mean, metaphorically, mm-hmm. uh, what would we start if we had to start all over? And I think it's what we're going to get into today. So let's jump right in, Jamal. Let's, let's go. Uh, first of all, let's start off with like kindergarten, first grade. Would we change anything? I don't think that you should change anything. I think... Um, you should add a few things maybe because, you know, your basic skills of just understanding how to read, write, and developing, you know, sound awareness and being able to communicate is extremely important. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, change too much with kindergarten because right. effectively you're, you're fresh. You're, you're learning everything for the first time. Like, like kids need to understand the process between night and day, and that is a continuous cycle. That's one of the standards. But on the same token, token, they also need to begin to learn how to resolve conflict. They also need to learn um, maybe maybe to do some things with their hands, Uh, you know, building things and conceptualizing different things or whatever the um, market suggests in their region. That's what yeah. they should. Ooh, I, I like that last part. We'll get back to that in a second. I, I'm almost going to be, just because I enjoy being the contrarian, I'm almost like, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I, I, I'd almost have a rule though. Um, no electronics or iPads until. What? Third. Yep. Yep. Hear, and hear me out. Hear me out. Right. Okay. I already think that I don't want to feed the beast anymore. Like they're probably that kindergarten or first grader is already on their iPad as soon as they get home or their device. Or I've even seen some kids that young with the phone, which I just think is just silly. But here's the thing. Everything you just said on the basics, I totally agree. Everything you said about conflict resolution, I agree. You know what's not done right now? Face down in a phone, not resolving conflicts. Hmm. I want them to be digital free up until third grade. And if that means, like, and again, like, we're, I'm just going to go crazy with this episode. I, you know, if we're going to reinvent school, like, well, then how do you do the testing? Well, most testing doesn't really begin until third grade anyway, or at least the high stakes stuff, right? This is true. So if you want to go test free, you want to go skills, you want to go collaboration, you want it to be already, I'm going to drop the F-bomb. You ready? I'm going to drop it right now. You want oh. it to be fun. Yeah then I think that it should be without any sort of digital device until third. Oh man. I, I, I have to strongly disagree with it, with the device. Okay. You, you have to 
in in today's age, you have to allow students to interact with technology for the purpose of business. And when a kid comes to your school, that's their job. So effectively, that's their business, right? I think they can so start that in third grade. Under, I, I, they, I think, they, I think they, kindergarten's for us too, it's too early. It, I, it yeah. But but when you get to the third grade, then you have to it, – it's, it's so much. I think third grade, they should start like laptops and, you know, learning those skills. But like pads and devices, like technology is is – is an essential part of a life, but more importantly, more importantly, you know, okay. So, so you made it, you make a really good point to a degree. We don't want to feed the beast anymore, but then we have to, at some point, when do you start to train up a child? Right. When is the, <laughs> when is the appropriate time then to begin to train them how to appropriately use technology? So do you wait until they've, in, until they've gotten, uh, three years of I go home, I get on my 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 iPad, my laptop. So by the time I'm in the third grade, I think it's for games and games only. Hey, Mr. Crook, can I use a laptop? Why? Why do you want to use a laptop so I can play video games on it? Well, no, these are for learning. Or do you teach a kid whenever you're in school, this is for business. Laptops, technology is for business. And when you get home, we should be teaching them how to, how to disconnect from their devices. Here's how you set time limits on your phone. Here's how you do this. Here's how you be a normal person with technology. And I think that starts young. I do too. I think young is third grade. I, mean, I agree with everything you just said. I do. And I know a, a little bit for shock value, maybe uh, I'm going here, but in a lot of ways, I agree with it. Only because I've seen... Uh, some of the trends and, and some of the things that deeply concern me, which by the way, Jamal, I predict this is going to be <laughs> the one where you get the most pushback or not pushback. We'll get more, we'll get more DMS uh, or Twitter uh, on this one. I promise you, by the way, if you, if you agree, disagree, if you have an opinion, you can always, I, I prefer if you use the hashtag start ed up, that'd be uh, magnificent. If you want to uh, contact us directly or DM us, uh, you know, at Don Wetrick, at Jamal Crook. Um, yeah, but... Shameless uh, plug. Okay, shameless plug. So um, let's, we're kind of agreeing to agree, uh, disagree on that one. Let's move forward. Um, what other things are you adding or taking away at the... Let's, let's move our way up now. We're now in third grade. My school is digital free up until third grade. So now right. we're in third grade. So what do we teach? We still teach the basics. What are we adding? What are we subtracting? We have to we have to begin to teach the students about financial literacy. You um, had me at financial. <laughs> yes, we we have to um, we have to begin to teach them how money works. Um, it can't just be you know your your regular you know math book with you know here's what a quarter is here's what a penny is here's what you know hey you know when you add two quarters what do you get yeah we we understand you get 50 cents but yes. what what can you do with that 50 thank cents? you what what is an investment yes um how know, much what, will buy you 50 cents when right. is when is it on sale matter right. of fact jamal you got me so excited about this this is the kind of thing this is the kind of thing when parents are like okay full disclosure i'm not good at math right but i am good at finance and so if Grant, like when I have to help Grant, I, like Grant now is a fourth grade. I'm telling you what, I'm starting to like, <laughs> like really like, Alicia, is this right? Um, on the math homework, <laughs> but on the financial level, I cannot wait for parents to like all of a sudden the kid's like, okay, mom, dad, 
So what's the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA? And they're like, I don't know. Oh, I'm loving this. Uh, yeah. So, so, so you begin to teach those concepts. So wh- where I come from, you know, your title one school, um, we're just dealing with students who typically have, um, who come from families who are at a financial deficit. A lot of financial deficit we can attribute to a lack of knowledge or a lack of, yeah, just lack of knowledge. So you break that cycle partly through education and then the other part is through application. You know, I, I love I love what we're doing with the Started Up Foundation. We're providing opportunities for people to get their get their dreams off the ground really at, at, at no cost or minimal cost to them, you know, outside of some sweat equity and, and a few different things they have, you know, certain individuals are going to have an opportunity. Now, if you take that same concept and you apply it, you know, to schools across America and you start them in the third grade, start, start with a, uh, a $2 challenge, you know, your classrooms, you know, you're all, all of your third grade classrooms were learning about, you know, investments or, you know, just making $1, $2, just the basic principle. How can I take $1 and make it $2? And you give everybody $1 in that classroom to make $2 and if they can do that once and they can probably do it a thousand more times. Right. But then you begin to teach those concepts to those children. Yes. And those children grow up to have families who are financially literate. So then we start to, you know, impact, you know, you know, we say, we always say break the cycle of poverty, but we can probably impact it um, significantly if we begin to teach the things that are going to be relevant to students once so, they leave school. You know where I'm probably going to go down. My first thing, so I agree with you, and I'm going to teach them the first rule. Well, my dad set me down and he taught me pay yourself first. I'll, I'll never, I've actually even done a small podcast on that. Pay yourself first. And that is you teach your kids, hey, look, when you get paid from your work, you know who pays themselves first? The United States government. Before you can, before you can get a penny, they get theirs first. So when that's done, then you pay yourself first. And that is, hey, kids, you, like, at, if you, like, and, and the thing is people are like, well, I can't afford to save 20% right now. If you started at this young of age, Take 20% of what you just did and pay yourself first. And that is to say you put it into a savings account that you're not touching. Mm-hmm. Because here's what a lot of people do. And I understand in these financial times, it's not, it's not easy. But when you pay yourself first, you, you take out that, that 20%. Because most people start paying their bills, go out, have a little fun, go have a, you know, watch a movie on the weekend. And then what's left over, oh. then, then they save. Save right. first. Then, because a lot of people are like, well, I've got no money left at the end of the month. Aha, but you do have a growing account. Yeah, but I couldn't go to the movies. Okay, prioritize. Uh, I want the, I want every third grader to know, pay yourself first. Matter of fact, you want me, let's get real wacky. Right. What if, what if we took some of that, some of those federal dollars Mm -hmm. and, 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 are you ready? <laughs> well, this is even legal, but we're having fun. Some of those, like, hey, we have to spend it at the end of the year. What if we, what if we set up savings accounts for the kids? Hmm. It, may, it may only be two or three bucks. I don't know. Uh, hmm. This isn't my area. What, what, if, what if all of a sudden we started throwing out incentives and bonuses? Now, this is where people are like, you should learn 
for the sake of learning. I mean, there's been some experiments done where, you know, what if you pay kids for good grades? Uh, like, I understand the pros and cons. I'm just saying, let's just, if you're going to teach them about money, what if you gave them some money? Hmm. So those $2 challenges you have, is, hmm. what if it was funded by us? Yeah. And, and you and, know and, how and, much yeah. I love working with local entrepreneurs. What if they said, hey, I'm going to sponsor five classes, you know, 150 kids. Great. We're going to give out a hundred and you know, whatever, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Right. And see what happens. Right. You know, and then, and then you can say, all right. So if you, if, if all of those kids take $1 and make $2, you effectively get your initial investment back and then they have something to work with. So now you're not teaching Ooh. kids, you're not giving kids a fish or teaching them to fish. Will you lose some? Yeah. Well, some people make more money, but in theory, if we can all just Ooh. make, one extra dollar, we're going to be all right. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, that's essentially what we're doing with Started Up Foundation. I'm glad you mentioned earlier. Um, we can't right now do it for all 30 kids in the class, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, what we do is we, we infuse them like our, our, you know, we have a minimum investment of 2,500 and a maximum of 10,000. And we just want our money back. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we want the we want that seventeen year old, we want that eighteen year old, we want that fifteen year old, whatever, to start that business, and we want to help them. But if they do good, we want our money back. If they right. lose everything, uh, we didn't do a good job teaching them. So same right. kind of thing. If we could teach some financial literacy and give them their seed funding, I think right. that's cool. I mean, even if we just gave them, you know, five dollars to start and say, okay, what are you going to do now? Or or even just grow it, or you know, whatever. Um, I like yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. You know, you know, and you know, as a school, you know, you're listening, you know, and this is something that I did and it failed miserably. Um, I had some, uh, kids in my school. I did a $5 challenge. I said, you know, what, what kind of business, you know, what, what can you do? How can you make $5 10, right? Or mm -hmm. make as much money you can with $5. So I gave a, I gave some kids $5. Um, cause they had to write a little business plan and some, some kids had a better business plan. Some kids didn't even get the $5 because their business plan was horrible. Like they were trying to buy a Bugatti with $5. I'm like, no. <laughs> for, for just like, $5 down. For, you can have just, but yeah, like I'm going to sell cars. Like, no, you have to be realistic with this. So teaching kids and just in that to, to, to be realistic. But one thing, um, that we have to just cut if you're going to do anything like this is every one size fits all. Everybody gets the same level of everything. There has to be competition within mm. the market. Like you can't, you cannot allow your school or if you, if you do something like that, you can't, everybody's not going to get the $1 because you have to write up a business plan. And, and here's something that I heard that, that really sparked something in me. They said, uh, I believe it was uh, Robert, Kiyosaki yep. it was in his book. He says, I believe it was his book. He says, you can, you can write, you can spend all your time filling out job applications or you can write up business plans. Both take about the same amount of time. And, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuck with me. I don't know if it was, if it was him. If no, it, wasn't it sounds him, like Robert. Who, yeah, it sounds like Robert. Yeah. So, so, so with, with that concept, you know, I, I, I try to tell that to the students at my school, like, Hey, you can, you can go towards, you know, filling out job applications and there's nothing wrong with, you know, filling out job application, but you know, or you can write up business plans and within those plans, you, you have to kind of account for everything 
and be um and 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 be realistic. And then you know, from a content and pedagogical standpoint, there are a lot of standards and concepts that your kids will be be exposed to by thinking at that level. I love that. Jamal I, and 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 uh, I, I've seen like simulators and you know like the the coffee selling coffee simulators lemonade you know simulators stuff like that and 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 that's cool and I love those things um, but I do like that writing the competition thing uh, on out and for the people that are like well not everybody should be an entrepreneur you're damn right they shouldn't be but you know you should what think like one you know what Don what's that now that you mentioned that here's what I'm gonna do all right and this is just me. I have a hundred dollars for any class who can write up um, a one dollar challenge, right? Um, or a hundred kids, or whatever the case is. If you guys write up, you have your students write up a plan. You send it to us, your classroom plan. How you gonna take a uh, hundred dollars or one dollar per child, and how they're gonna turn it into two dollars? And for every logical plan, I will fund a child up to a hundred kids. Okay. You know, all right, you're going to put me on spot. We might as well make it 200, 200 kids. Well, <laughs> but no, see, that's a good idea. Yeah. And here's the real challenge. Like, like the, the money is available. And a lot of times the money is available for people to do a lot of things. Like, like our government isn't all that horrible. Like our K-12 system is, is all right once you understand how it works. But, but, but the hardest part is actually being motivated enough to yes. get, get. So there's $200 on the table for any, any well-written logical plan. I'm going to take this $1. And I'm going to make an additional dollar. And listen, I don't even want the money back on my end. I just want to. I just want to hear about the success. So I will fund uh, a, a K through five kindergarten, or I'm sorry, a K through five entrepreneurial initiative. If the child can tell me how they're going to take one dollar and make two dollars, and I want to, and and you have to follow up with me to show um, how how they did or their failures, because so, we have to sh- share those two. Well, and what I really love about that is, is that when, and we've seen it, that is when the culture <coughs> takes, takes hold. That like, like I remember you introducing me uh, to the student that A, had a settlement because they got into a wreck and then started buying cars and B, the kids, the kid that just sold fidget spinners. You know, once right. kid, because that's the big difference. When a mm-hmm. kid sees like uh, some money up for grabs, they're like, I can take that money to make more money. Right. The vast majority of people are like, I can take that money to buy some stuff. Right. right? And I think that's the fun part about the challenges through Ford, because th- that, is, that is the light bulb moment. Like some kids are like, you're going to give me $10? I can turn that $10 into another $10. Or you're going to give me $10? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's five, that's five bottles of Coke I can get from the school's machine. Right. And and let me say, Don, when I was in high school, I had to, I had to ride my bike to school six miles one way. It wasn't uphill. It felt like it though. Um, so I'd, I'd ride my bike 12 miles a day. I got tired of riding my bike and I wanted to catch the city bus. So what I did on my way to school one day, I think I had $3, right? I walked into Walmart, and this was back when Hershey, Hershey's uh, candy bars were 33 cents, right? 
So I walked into Walmart and I bought seven Hershey's bars, right? On my way back from school, I would normally stop in unless I was really tired. <laughs> um, but I would stop in and I would I would replenish my my um my account. So I bought seven the first day. I bought seven candy bars the first day. I took, you know, took that money and 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 I reinvested it and I just kept going and to, it got to a point to where I was making 60 bucks a day just, you know, in high school and all I wanted to do was catch the city bus. So I, I funded, <laughs> I funded myself, uh, to, to, uh, catch the city bus. Now I didn't spend all my money there, about seven candy bars, which was a little under $3. Um, but I, I, I took, two dollars and you know some change and i turned into seven seven became a six dollar a day um thing and then i used most of that money to then fund my first car my Mm. first car was 600 bucks so i went from (laughs) i went from a bike to the city bus to my first car um and it was a good car but i i didn't get the oil change so you know you know what happens when you don't get the oil change the car stops working in a lot of different ways but I did that. So one, well, I say all that to say this to anyone who who's going to take this challenge. One dollar is more than enough money to make as much money as you want to make if you have the right mindset. Agreed. So, wow, we're going to have to make this a part two because we haven't even gotten through elementary. We sure, we sure That's okay. Well, no, we're going to, a couple things. Let's clarify on what uh, some teachers need to do to, uh, to do this. Uh, what, what are, what are the ramifications? What are, how do they, yeah, let's set this up. Right. So all I, so, so all I'm wanting on my end is just your, just your students now to, to write up um, their, what, what am I, how am I going to take $1? And I'm going to make it very simple. How am I going to take $1, $1 and make $2, right? Um, it has to be logical, right? You probably want to help them a little bit. You want to challenge them. Um, and then you send that, you send that to either myself or Don via email. And if it's logical, we'll give feedback on, um, how they can, um, improve. Uh, and then you can send it back to us because we, 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 we really want, you know, them to, to be exposed and to learn. Um, if, if, after that, right, once they get funded, then what you'll do is you can, um, w- what I would like for you to do is follow up within a couple of weeks or whatever timeline you set in your proposal, because you definitely have a timeline, how long is it going to take you to make $2, right, in your timeline, and then follow up and share either the success or failure of that. What do you think? Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to say that just because the stamps alone are going to kill us. <laughs> I, I want to have a teacher that has a minimum. So we're going to cap this at a, at a hundred each, right? So yeah, uh, so I, it'd make stamps. it easier if it'd make it easier if the teacher wanted to do this in like, what's the minimum amount of students that will accept the minimum. Oh, okay. Because so, all of a sudden we get 200 teachers that have one kid. We've got, we got, yeah, we got steps everywhere. So we want to, we want to, we want to do classes. So let's, let's say the minimum amount of students is going to be, um, 20, 20. Oh, 20. There you go. Yeah. 
Well, and, well, then, but then if you go to a small school and I only have ten in my class because I've been in that situation, we, we might bend a rule on that. We might okay. bend a rule on that. And so if you if you if you're at a small school, we'll, we'll give special consideration if you if you you know you know notify us and let us know. But right. 20 with special considerations for, you know, your smaller schools who only have 10 or 11 in the class. By the way, just so the legal team doesn't look over my shoulder, uh, we are not responsible uh, <laughs> for the actions of your children. This is, and right. by the way, this has not started up. This is just, this is just Jamal and I yep. putting up some money. That's it. Um, just to see what happens. Um, but I, I agree. This is, this is going to be an interesting experiment. Um, K through five, what do you got? So if you're a teacher and you have a classroom, again, Jamal's challenge, you know, have them write that $1 business plan. How can you turn that $1 into something else? And uh, see how you creative you can get. Um, yeah. Make sure that they all don't do the candy bar challenge. What else could they do, um, right. you know, for that dollar? Um, you know, the, the more creative, the better. But we are capping it at 100 students right. each. So, right. you know, five classrooms of 20, we're done on yep. my end, or four classes of yep. 25. Um, but I agree, Jamal. Uh, you, you, even if the teacher's like, you know what, I didn't get the money, but I'm going to do this anyway. Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, they could probably ask the parents, like, okay, everybody, mom and dad, they give you a dollar, go. Uh, right. This could be an interesting experiment. And also, just, just food for thought, do not discourage collaboration. Yo, exactly. We don't, it, it doesn't, if, if you have five kids who say, hey, we're going to take our $5, we're going we gonna, to we gonna work with $5 because it's more powerful that way. Encourage that. Say, you know, yep. so if it's just $1, because I'd rather, I'd, I'd much rather fund people who want to work collaboratively and you definitely want them to work collaboratively in your class. I mean, what a math lesson. You can connect so many concepts um, to this, you know, and if you need help with standards, um, just write me up an email and I can help you connect. <laughs> well, it, I, I was going to allude to that too, because, um, number one, oh, by the way, this won't count against you. This right. will not count against you. If you're like, well, now I only have, you know, five lesson plans because they decided to all pair up and oh, that's okay. You have a classroom of 25. Great. $25 will be sent because they, they may all say like, we're just going to pull our money and buy a $25, whatever. So, right. Uh, that's up to 20, them. Yeah. So we got whatever, how much merchandise and you can teach. There's so many concepts that you can teach. Just if you need help, don't feel free to, you know, email Jamal at startupinnovation.com, Don at startupinnovation.com. And, you know, we'll help you. We want to be a part of whatever it is that you have going on. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I can't wait. Well, okay, Jamal. So um, next week. <laughs> let's continue what if you invented school um but we're also probably going to give this a couple weeks and we'll maybe at the end of march we'll do a podcast on some of the things we found how about that right. absolutely i think this would be fun all right well there you go um i did not see this coming but that's the whole point of the crucial conversations jamal and i have a a theme at the beginning of the podcast and then, and then we go from there. We literally try to make it sound like a conversation because it is. Um, if you are enjoying this podcast, make sure you tell a friend. That's the way we grow. And uh, heck, I mean, if you feel so compelled, maybe, maybe we make this bigger. Maybe somebody else is like, hey, I'll throw in 50 bucks. I'll throw in five, whatever. Um, right. we're, 
we're not in this to make money, but we are in this to spread an idea on how to think like an entrepreneur. So Jamal, uh, next week we'll get right back at it. But uh, thank you for planting this seed, man. I didn't see yeah. this coming. I didn't see it coming either. It's just, it just was appropriate. And we'll, we'll figure out what, uh, how we can uh, move forward from here. But like Don said, I think one thing that you should also do, um, you know, if, if you give us a mention on Twitter, just hashtag also Crucial Conversations. Um, so that way we can... Or start it you know, up. Right? Let everybody in on Yep. Yeah. Or yep. So those two hashtags, and and we can we can move forward together. So that way we can keep track of each other on social media. Amazing. All right. Well, let's get at it next week. Until then, this is for Jamal Crook, this is Don Electric reminding you, there's opportunities are everywhere. We'll see ya. <laughs>